CrossPolitik begins in three, two, one. Stop a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is King of Kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. I didn't start. But sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start. Right When the spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the Water Boy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hello, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us. Um, we also have a special guest in the studio today. Um, we have Dr. Gordon Wilson. Thank you for joining us. The good doctor. You bet. Glad to be here. Yeah. Dr. And- Wilson is a professor mm-hmm. of. Science? Natural science? Natural history. Oh, natural history. That's what they call it. At New, <laughs> at, at New St. Andrews College. A.K.A. Biology. A.K.A. Biology. That's he's, helpful. He's getting ready to go out and set traps today. What? Just minnow traps. Just minnow traps. As, as a black man, David takes that a little differently. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually funny, Gabe. Was that good? Was that good? <laughs> but that's, but he's legit. Okay. I mean, it's, it's totally like he's actually going to go out and set so, traps. Why, why are we catching minnows? Uh, actually, uh, hopefully salamanders. Oh man. I have a field trip, uh, field trip tomorrow with my class. So, uh, hopefully the traps will bring in a few salamanders and, uh, <laughs> I have something to show tomorrow. Oh, field trippers. And what, what are you guys doing? I'm just being nosy. Like, Yeah. We're just out, uh, looking at God's creation and, uh, finding as many critters as we can and, uh, just, um, uh, learning about them in their natural habitat um, rather than just in the classroom. Oh, so, wow. So our listeners can can see where this topic's going to go. So this is like catch and We're release? Gonna, We're not killing, Yeah, right? it's oh. catch and release. So you don't have a problem with <laughs> There's not very many good cuts on a salamander. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. So obviously the topic of our show today is Christians and the environment. And okay. So we'll get there. Well, um, before we get to cross politics news, I want to mention a couple things. Okay. One is um, uh, our blog is getting up to speed. Yes. Um, we now have a managing editor, and I said this to the guys offline, but man, um, since we're all volunteers, our managing editor is also a volunteer, but I, and I love volunteers, and I particularly There's love a butt coming. volunteers that get things done. I like how so you did that. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. Okay? So Rachel Seaborn's our managing editor. Kudos to Rachel. Yeah, kudos to Rachel. We have a number of people coming on. We already have probably about six or seven contributors now. Okay. And then oh, wow. We're hoping to have about 20 by, um, uh, we want to manage about 20 um, contributors to cross politic. And so this is going to be, we're going to address issues from culture to, to technology, to arts, basically the Lordship of Jesus over all these areas. Jason Farley is going to be joining us. Nice. Um, I just talked to a pastor in Mississippi today. Who's excited to be joining us on, uh, on our, uh, our blogazine, our blog team, our contributor right. team. And, uh, so be, is, be is, checking. Can anything good come out of Mississippi? Oh man! People want the same thing about Moscow, and here we are. <laughs> so um, excited, excited to get that up and running. So um, it's going to be, a, I think, a really good resource for everyone. Twenty contributors from all over the U.S. Nice, and even one from Turkey. 
right? So Rhett, our brother Rhett. So who wrote an article on Turkey this last week? Yeah, which was solid, a, a very solid. So thank you, Rhett, for joining the team, man. And we're excited to grow this thing with you. Um, and then uh, secondly, our uh, merchandise. We haven't mentioned this very much, right? That's but, true. But be be checking out our merchandise. We got some. We, we got, got some a, hats. We got some hats. We got an Amazon store T-shirt now available. I haven't checked the quality of it yet, but it's. So hopefully, it's what does that good. mean? Is like just you can get it through Amazon, or so we have two um, merch um, uh, companies now. One is Printful that we work with, and then now Amazon actually prints our shirts. And it's so, got to be good. It's from like, Amazon, like t-shirts. So. Yeah. So okay. you can actually type in cross politic and Amazon, and our t-shirt. Comes We're a up thing. Now. We're a thing. And I can tell you, quality on the hoodie is amazing. Yeah, you got it. You got so it. I, I saw for, you for Christmas. I went all yeah. out and just went cross politic everything for I Christmas. Know. And, we uh, gotta buy our own merch. Yes, <laughs> just so, I got the just phone so our listeners case. know. That's, got that's the from cup. me. That's from me. <laughs> You're welcome. You're well, welcome. Well, thank you. Well, I wish you took the bill too, because uh, <laughs> that didn't happen. But I'm gonna tell you, the hoodie is so comfy, and my wife, she stays in my hoodie, mm. and I bought her her own hoodie. Oh but man, she's she, in yours. Sometimes she, she needs a gray charcoal one, and sometimes she needs a black one. And yep. so oh, yeah. both those hoodies are basically yeah. hers. Did you get one for each of the kids? Uh, they don't. They don't have that size. Oh, I, we we don't have that size. Uh-oh. Um, no, we don't. Yeah. Okay. So so the schedule for the next month is oh, we yeah. have Mitch Stokes coming on on how to be an atheist. That's next week. <laughs> how to be an atheist? <laughs> Isn't well, he a Christian? You just hold on to that thought. Okay. All, right? All right. And then we also have Matt Walsh coming on to talk about unholy trinity blogger Uh-oh. Matt Walsh coming on in two weeks. He's All for right. Fox, right? Um, he's Blaze. Blaze okay. contributor. Blaze. Um, he kind of gets hit up everywhere. He gets all over yeah, the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So he just released a book called Un- Unholy Trinity. So we'll talk to Matt Walsh a couple weeks. And then we got a winemaker and a Joe Rigney coming on in oh, a couple some weeks. feasting. And then we're hoping, keep your fingers crossed, possibly Ben Shapiro will be coming on uh, late May with us and everything. So, so all you all you cross-politic yeah. people out there, tag Ben Shapiro on Twitter and say, mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear you on cross-politic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's how you do it. Encourage yeah. the brother. Encourage him. So yeah. let's get into cross politic news. Mm. Um, uh, if you guys know uh, this, this last week, I don't even know. This might need to be the best place to start, but this has been on my heart. You guys know Aaron Hernandez, um, NFL football star uh, for the New England Patriots. Uh, he was um, drafted about six, seven years ago. Went to the Patriots, signed a forty million dollar contract about three or four years ago, and then got in. Um, apparently had murdered a couple people in the last year of of his playing for the Patriots. Wow. I don't know if you heard about While this. he was playing for them. While he was playing. And and apparently some of it some of it was like torturous murder. It wasn't even mm. just a gunshot to the head. It was more than that. He got convicted and got thrown in he got life sentence. Right. So so three years ago he got life sentence. Wow. And um anyways he committed suicide in or it appears he committed suicide in prison <laughs> this last week. You know how these things go. Oh, right, right, right. Um and this isn't really news, but this is just kind of on my heart and all this was um, just thinking about how that's an example of what our condemnation looks like. Like you're um, a condemned for life murderer, which is all of us, and that you're in prison for life. And the only way Aaron could get out was to kill himself. The only way Aaron could get out of that life sentence was to commit suicide. And, um, you know, the Gospel of John, chapter 3, uh, the, end of, the end of chapter 3, says that we're all under the wrath of Christ. Yeah. And that's Aaron. Mm. And that's us. And, and our, fortunately, our way of getting out of that prison is casting our sin on Christ. And we get to walk out through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Aaron walked out on his own, um, in his own death. Right. 
Someone's so, got with no resurrection. Yeah, someone's got to die. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're going to die, that's or right. someone's going to die in our place. Yeah. You came ready to preach today, didn't you? you man, because that. that that was just heavy when yeah. I when I heard that happen, and I heard, and I was just thinking about his life, the life, um, the life sentence. He was an NFL star. He just signed a forty million dollar contract moving forward. Right. He was doing well. He was on the best quarterback. His his career was only going to get better. He had the best quarterback in the league, and he was a tight end. You know, yeah. so and then he he murdered and threw it all away. He threw it all away. So there you go. So that was that's that, heavy, man. That's, that's a heavy one. Wow. Um, well, you know, I actually, you know, I wish. This went, forgive for, me. Go ahead. It went from a life sentence to an eternity sentence. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's true. Yeah. That is absolutely right. When you were talking, and this is me just kind of being, um, I, I need to have more compassion. I'll say that right away. But I was thinking, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking of like, you know, how cruel of us to give him a life sentence that doesn't end in the death penalty. I know, I know. Right. You know, like we weren't being any better as a nation going, not going ahead and saying, you know what? You committed murder. And so you're going to be killed. Yeah. Right. We're going to kill you right. because that's what God's law says. Instead, we we lock the man in the prison. Yeah. <laughs> eight forced, by eight cell. Forced, yeah, force yeah. everyone to pay for him so he's still taking from everyone else. And right? pay for his misery. Pay for his misery, yep. right? Exactly. We're paying for his misery. And then he's like, you know what? This is ridiculous. Let's just say he killed himself. He committed suicide. He's the one decides now to, to take. Now, where's the justice in that? The people who are the victims, the family of the victims, get no justice from that when a man decides to take his own life instead of when they have him. It's not like they're chasing after him. They have the man that committed the sin. Now, there's there's the the family. There's no restitution to them whatsoever because of the way that we did the way that our system works and the way that we we did it. So that's that's what's sad to me. It's like I want, you know, there is a way when something like this happens, believe it or not, God's standard is best. There's a way for some sort of release for the people's family who was harmed and hurt. There's not perfect. No, yeah. but justice being served. That's what everybody's asking for when it's all said and done. Give us justice. Right. Do right by us. Right. Well, this is that wasn't doing right by the family. And, and so sad that even they got no justice from. Well, this. And there's two there's two things going on. One is it, there was justice in the sense that Aaron was um, guilty. Sure. And he was found guilty. There's justice in that. Okay, that's relief. I know what he did was wrong, and he's guilty. Um, and it wasn't course, complete justice. It wasn't complete it was, justice. It wasn't complete justice. Right. Capture somebody who did you wrong is one thing. The restitution for it is another. Right. Right? Well, human, so. human justice is always trying to approximate God's justice. You know? I mean, so we're not, we, we aren't God, um, but the civil magistrate's job is to carry out the vengeance of God. Yeah. And uh, so we're trying to, you know, you wanted to approximate it. And I think what you're saying lacks, I mean, we could even say the fact that he's dead in one sense is okay that is what he deserved sure. the problem though is that there is lacking in that the fact that it wasn't carried out yeah um by god's minister of justice right that's right and, that's right and it's even that aspect of it is part of communicating righteousness god's righteousness to the world mm-hmm. and to the watching world is when when yeah. when god's appointed deputies carry out the things that they're supposed to carry that's out right. faithfully that itself is communicating something about God's character and about what's right and what's wrong and even about his compassion and his mercy. Agreed. Agreed. Heavy. You, just, you, just, yeah, you, heavy. Dave, you had to start with that. I know. I know. Oh man. Oh. So how do I get out of this one and go on to this next one, which is maybe a little funnier to me. Um, HuffPo <laughs> did an article um, on Christian women on Twitter unload about misogyny in the church. So HuffPo Christian women. Yep. Unloading. How about um, misogyny? Yep, in the church. The, ha- the hashtag that I'm sure was... I'm looking for right now. What's the hashtag? Um, pound, hashtag, things only Christian women hear. Okay, Pastor, you doing this? 
I'm looking it up. There we go. I'm looking it up. Um, and, and you go down the list, and, and there's uh, one woman says, Wow, this is uh, things just... only Christian women here. Women should be silent in the church, spring to mind. You are an amazing leader. You make an excellent pastor's wife someday. <laughs> that one's a little funny. Why are you, why are you laughing at people's things, hurt? Wait, wait, it's called things. What? Only Christian women, women here. Oh, there it is. There you, go. there you go. Right. It's funny. I mean, that first one you read should be silent in the church, of course. That's because Paul said it. Yeah. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, she, like, she quoted scripture. Yeah, it's like, okay. Uh, okay. Here, oh wow! I just found. Oh man, I can't believe we're doing this. Uh, most of the women who tweeted under things only Christian women here hashtag are white. The things oh. Black Christian women here would make everyone weep. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. that's from at sister underscore theology. Oh, that's uh, yeah. That's, I've, she, I've seen her. Yeah, she's been around. A uh, friend of Jamar Tisby's. Uh, you know, I was going through this hashtag. So, what do you think about that? It, uh, well. She's opened up a whole nother can of worms. That's why I didn't want to read that one. But you just did. I know. I'm going to put that on the back burner for a second and kind of just address the whole situation. So I think this is kind of coming to light after um, there's a few things in the news that I've been watching happen that are kind of making this pop up. Um, I think Bill O'Reilly uh, getting kicked off of Fox because of his horrible Alle- uh, allegations uh, of uh, sexual harassment. Correct. Yeah, he's wa- yeah, he's walking away with tens of millions of dollars. And everybody seems to be upset about that, you know, because they're saying there's no justice there unless he gets, in- gets nothing. But I think him and that whole situation right there is kind of like, you know, setting the tone for this whole thing coming out. So it's, for- it's an opportunity for everybody to vent. Exactly. So for whatever reason, Fox News gets, you know, connected mm. right along with evangelicals, Christians. And they're trying, and they're pointing out the fact that Christians are having a problem with how they treat their women. I think that's just opening the door to kind of attack yeah, this. Yeah. And I think the author, who's the author of the tweet, was it Bessie? Um, can't remember her first name. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh, but she was she's Sarah Bessie. Sarah, Sarah Bessie. Yeah. So yeah. she. She's oh. the one that started it. Oh, okay. The trend. I, I, I've. I, yeah. yeah. You familiar with her? Yeah. A little okay. Bit, how? Little bit. Uh, how do you know her? We hang out sometimes. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> but, but, but one of the things that she, she started the whole thing for is that women in the church and Christian churches are being treated um, unfairly because of white um, evangelical males uh, dominating in, in the church. And that worldview is crossing over into Christianity and affecting how women are being treated and they're silent. So she started this whole thing to try and give women a voice, hoping that them identifying with each other would give them comfort. Mm. Right. And one of the things that I was thinking about was that as soon as um, you start telling, I'm trying to figure out how to, best, I'm, I don't want to fit because there's sometimes, I don't think there's misogyny. Come on. I don't come think, on. <laughs> you know, I, come on. I, is there misogyny in the Christian church? Sure. Just like there's every sin. Yeah. You know, and, but the question I have then is where are you going to go where women are treated better? Right. Where are you going to go where it can be fixed? If there's misogyny in the Christian church, there isn't another place you can go where it can be fixed. Because there's no other place where the where the the holy God requires a woman to be honored as one of his image bearers. And misogyny is not accepted in the Christian church. That's right. So, and what I don't like about it is that everybody's acting like it is. Right. And but the things this is not misogyny, by the way. This whole Twitter line, this whole Twitter feed, it's not misogyny. What they're having a problem with is the roles and positions that God has set up for both men and women. Right. Right. It should be this hashtag, you know, something like things you hear if you read the Bible. If you, you yeah, (laughs) Yeah. if you you deal with the living God. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Exactly. If it's not, if it's not the God of your imagination, the God of 
current culture. Yeah, right. These right. are the things you're going to hear. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and it's and, and and part of it, it's a, you know, some of these women are confessing Christians, and they are basically running the devil's playbook. They're taking a part of scripture and then turning it into um, something um, awful, or turning it into something that it's not even really saying in the first place. Here's here's right? one of, here's one of the, here's one of the tweets right here. The Holy Spirit doesn't call women to preach things only Christian women hear. They're not having a problem with real misogyny. Yeah. That's like, not misogyny. That's not misogyny. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> so, but what they're doing is they're strawmanning it, right? They're saying what God has, what well, the standard that God has for women is misogyny. Therefore, let's throw rocks at it, right? Like, yeah. right? right. That's what they're doing. They're taking the misogyny rock and just throwing it at God's no, word. No, they're very delivery. Yeah. The, the delivery for women in, who are dealing with misogyny is the very thing they're trying to stone. <laughs> one, of the, one of the other stories that's going on in, in the milieu of all this, of course, is you don't know if you guys followed the Tim Keller thing. You know, where he uh, was invited to speak. He was uh, oh, to yep. give an award at Princeton, yep. Uh, yep. The, a department there. And then they there was a bunch of kicking and screaming from the liberals saying, but he's a complementarian and he doesn't he believes homosexuality is a sin and that women shouldn't be pastors. So we shouldn't give it to him because he's not tolerant. Yeah. And then so the people at Princeton, they withdrew the award, but they invited him to come speak still <laughs> anyways. Yeah. And it, it's just which this, means I'm going to open up Ephesians five when that happens. It, well, right? I wish he would. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not convinced that that's actually what he would. You know, yeah. I, I, you know. Yeah. So there's a bunch of articles about that going around, and and you know, I mean, I'm I'm glad that he holds those positions. I'm grateful for that. I think also um, he has some great stuff out there just explaining the basics of the Christian faith to people that don't know anything about God or or the Bible. Yeah, he's helpful there. I, at the same time, I still think he's soft. On this whole issue, yeah. Um, there, uh, I was reading an article a few days ago. Um, actually, uh, a few hours ago. I don't know why I was thinking. <laughs> felt like a few days ago. Um, it written. I think it's in the New York Times. And this woman is talking about how uh, Keller's view on what, what his view actually is, and and she's actually trying to defend him and explain how his view is actually not as bad as it sounds. Mm. And, and, and 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 quotes <laughs> him as saying what what he says that complementarianism means is that. That the husband is is the tiebreaker. <laughs> that, that's what he says. Complementarianism is is that the husband when there's a when there's an impasse, the husband is the tiebreaker. Wow. But but I'm I'm thinking I'm looking at Ephesians five and it says now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Which doesn't sound like hmm. a tiebreaker. Just a tiebreaker. Yeah. It sounds like a leader. <laughs> it yeah. Sounds like someone who's who's He's imitating Jesus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's. It's a similar kind of thing, though, where I think, you know, everybody's trying to, like, apologize, apologize for what the Bible actually says. And then if you actually say what the Bible says, misogynist. Right, right. Well, Jory Micah said, you're equal to men and value. You just have a different role. God made you to submit to man's final authority. <laughs> Things only women here in church. <laughs> you know, hashtag. Right. You know, but but again, like they're you know, yeah. I mean, what well, what do you mean by final authority? You know, what do you mean? Um, yeah, she has the word submit in there. Is here, that bad? Here's another one. We don't permit women to preach here, but you can share, right? <laughs> right. Like, this is what they're having a problem with. Which look at the bot at the bottom of all of this. There's some bad teaching going on in churches, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. there's some bad teaching going on in churches on the on the roles of a husband, on the roles of wives, and the roles of children, and the role of the church. Yeah, right. Like that. That's and so women. This is exactly what 
Genesis is talking about when the woman is going to want to assume the responsibility of her husband, of a man, right? Like right. this is what's going on. And they're doing exactly the, what their, what their sin nature is to do. <laughs> Yeah. That's exactly what this whole thread is about. Yeah. It's fulfilling the the scripture in this in that their sin nature is wanting to be in charge, to be in control, right? Yeah. And so uh this whole thread is watching that you're just watching that being flushed out. I you know what? Dr. Gordon's been sitting here and he came in here with his Bible. Toby usually comes in here with his Bible every day and I feel horrible cuz I don't have my Bible with me other than my cell phone. I'm going to say that real quick. <laughs> it's, on my, it's on my cell phone. But, oh, I, I got, got four Bible well, apps on my cell phone. I saw that you opened up your Bible, <laughs> oh, no. and I was like, oh, he's about to preach to no, us. No, he's about no, no. To- <laughs> well, but what I was going to say, actually, is I, I was going to segue for us here. Yeah. So we're, we're about to talk to Dr. Yep. Wilson now about the environment. But, of course, that you know, there's the three great curses, the enmity between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent, the enmity that's now between the you know man and woman. Yep. And then we also have the enmity, the curse that God's placed in the ground right? Um, between man and creation. So the, the three great breaches that Christ came to reconcile between man and God, between man and man, between man and creation. right? And mm. so um, in just a moment, um, we want to talk to Dr. Wilson about that. How do, we, how do we take dominion of the earth? How do we be good stewards of God's creation? And how do we not... Uh, bow down to the environmentalist <laughs> demons. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so harsh. <laughs> More with Dr. Wilson when we come back on Cross Politics. This is Cy Timbrunke with Answer Anyone Apologetics. I often run into professed Christians who say they have doubts about the existence of God. Now Romans 1 tells us that everyone has sufficient knowledge of God for their condemnation. When a person expresses doubts about the existence of God, they, for whatever reason, are engaging in truth suppression. If you're in that situation today, I'd like to offer you some encouragement. What does doubt presuppose? What is necessary to doubt anything? Well, first you have to assume that there is such thing as truth, because you're doubting the truth of a claim. You also have to assume that there is such thing as logic, as you're using logic to formulate your doubts. You have to assume that your reasoning is at least somewhat reliable as you're using it to examine the truth and logic of your doubts. You also have to assume uniformly in nature that the present is like the past, or you would have zero basis for assuming anything that you believe yesterday applies today. Those are just some of the things you need to assume in order to doubt anything. Here's the thing though, you can't justify any of them without God. Truth, logic, the reliability of one's reasoning and the uniformity of nature cannot be made sense of in a world without God. So basically, in order to be able to doubt God, you need God. I don't know what has brought you into this season of doubt, but know that God works all things for the good of those who love Him, as Romans 8.28 says. The answer to affliction is not doubt, it's trust in the God that you know for certain exists. For more apologetic answers, visit AnswerAnyone.com. Welcome back to Cross Politic. This segment is brought to you by the Florida Marlins. Because that's my baseball team. Florida oh. How did they get... Are, I'm, are I'm, they paying for stuff for us? Yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, yeah. the Texas Look, Rangers... They gave me a hat. They make sure everyone's See? safe. Oh, wow. Can't put it on with my headphones you on. You do have a hat. I'm, I'm coaching a baseball team. 
You know, we're, we're the Marlins. Nice. You said Florida. Well, you know, Florida oh, Marlins, Moscow Marlins. What are they? Miami. They're Miami. Okay. They're actually Miami <laughs> Marlins. Are they now. giving us money? Uh, they gave me a hat. Are they going to advertise okay, with us? I just want to make by sure. By the way, people can advertise with us. Yeah, I just want to make sure we're not giving them any money. Speaking of Marlins. <laughs> Speaking of Marlins. Marlins. Yes. Uh, we want to talk to Dr. Wilson, um, yes. biologist in residence at a New St. Andrews who catches salamanders for fun. Yes. Um, on Friday afternoons. When he's going he's gonna to do that right after he leaves here in a minute. Um, so, Dr. Wilson, what, um, talk to us about, um, you're actually in the middle of writing a book. You were telling us earlier. Yeah. A different shade of green. Different shade of green. It's the tentative nice. title. Yeah, that's nice. tentative. And, um, I like that, though. Well, so quickly, just briefly, what are you aiming to do in that book? Well, uh, the main thing that I want to do in that book is to lay out a biblical theology of the environment. There's a lot of reactionary uh, people um, reacting either against the environmental movement in the Christian community yeah. because— of the lopsided um, view that they have of nature, yeah. where they are more uh, worshiping nature, um, right, right. worshiping the creature rather than the creator. And so uh, that causes all sorts of imbalances uh, in, in how we relate. And so um, Christians, if they want to be in the groove and be in step with secular uh you know it's cool to be green so let's now uh christianize green right, right. and uh and so then Earth it's hip, it's church. hip it's hip to be green <laughs> yeah. and then uh and then you you hear about stewardship and all of that and so you've got not a whole lot of thinking not a whole lot of bible just right. uh stewardship talk uh but that gives them an excuse to um you know, fit in with the flow, the mainstream. And right. then you've got the other, uh, you know, redneck reactionary um, against the environmental uh, excesses. And so you got the, what you, you kind of stereotype the environmentalist wackos and tree huggers and all of those yeah, things. Yeah, that'd be me right there. And then, <laughs> and then they'll just say, uh, well, that's stupid. And they'll, have a knee-jerk reaction against that, right? And then um, you know that's not biblical either. And so what I want to do is just address uh, both camps, and uh, not just those two extreme uh, camps, because there's a lot. Uh, most people probably fall somewhere in between the two extremes. So kind of address a lot of the different hmm. the continuum of views and uh, lay out what the scripture actually says. Uh, about the creation. I, I'm going to try to stay away from the word environment because there's a lot of baggage <laughs> yeah. with that because we think, okay, en- environment is is their, is their word. Yeah, yeah right. And right. Uh, no, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It's, it's the creation. Right. God created a huge world. Not the, now, the creation includes the whole, uh, the whole cosmos, but being a biologist, I'm I'm addressing mostly um, uh, the diversity of life that God created. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so in addition to obviously the Bible, which is where all Christians should start, right? If we're going to talk about creation, if we want to think rightly about creation, we should go to the Bible and we should know the Bible thoroughly. And then after the Bible, your book coming out, 
<laughs> what 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 are other resources? There's I, other I, I, resources. I think one of the things yeah. that I run into the most is I just don't know who to believe. Right. Yeah. There's so um, much of one, this. You one know, good resource, and, and again, we always have to have our Bible open. Um, and but uh, one good starting point that was done in the seventies. Uh, if it's Fran- old, it's got to be Fran- good. Francis Schaeffer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Francis Schaeffer wrote Pollution and the Death of Man. Okay. And it lays out a lot of good principles. I think he's he's starting, uh, he just lays a good foundation. Well, that's when global cooling was happening. Yeah, that was, it was in um, the 70s. Yeah. So, so he lays a pretty good uh, foundation, I hope, to uh, kind of... Uh, stand on that foundation um, and then uh, make application to some of the current things. But even even there, I want to mostly stick with principles because I'm not a, I'm not, there's just, biology is so vast and yeah, I can't address yeah. everything. I'm not a, um, I'm not any one particular kind of uh, biologist. biologist. I'm yeah. more of a teacher. And so I want to look at principles, lay out principles, go a little bit, uh, you know, push out into the corner some of the things that Francis Schaeffer uh, talks about and uh, make it a little more relevant uh, to today. So, so maybe, maybe do that for us. Maybe give us, give us some examples in two two minutes. Yeah. Give us um, your principles. I would say uh, one of the, the, the things that I see particularly in the secular environmental um, crusade, uh, biodiversity conservation, is that it's pretty easy to get a lot of buy-in from the public when you've got a big, cute, furry thing that's endangered, like a <laughs> giant panda or, or something like that. Um, you get a lot of buy-in. We got Chuck Knox. Uh, <laughs> <He's>, uh, <laughs> we just own me today. <laughs> but... When there's a lot of creatures out there that people don't even know exist. I mean, it's not that they might not necessarily dislike it. They just don't even know it's there. There are millions of different species. Mm. Most of them don't get onto the, uh, don't win National any. National Geographic. Po- yeah, they yeah, don't win that. any popularity yeah. contests. And so, um, and one of the things when 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 uh, environmentalists are really worried about something uh, that is threatened or endangered, they want to um, gin up a lot of support by trying to figure out uh, the value of that creature, mm. whether it's a, a aesthetic mm. value, um, ecological value, moral value, um, pharmaceutical value. And well, th- I think a lot of them do have value. I, I think there's a lot of ecological value, but that's not necessarily evident, right? Yeah. Right on uh-huh. the front end. We might yeah. not know enough about it. Um, God has built in a lot of redundancy in ecology so that it's not exactly like a car engine where you remove, you know, right. a cylinder or a piston. Well, it's done. We're, yeah. we're yeah. done. Um, uh, e- ecosystems don't necessarily instantaneously implode. Yeah. As soon as you pluck out some uh, species, yeah. so there is some built-in. But the thing is, and this is what I want to drive home, is that animals. Uh, it says in Genesis one at the very end of the creation week, 
uh, and God saw all that he was made, and it was very good. So mm-hmm. we have to start there. We cannot look to a particular creature, whether it's small, insignificant, and then say, um, okay, uh, we'll, we'll keep you around if you justify your existence by having some utilitarian value oh. that man can uh, tap into right, and right. exploit. Start with the assumption that it's all, it is it's, good. It is good. It's yeah. already, and even if it's not necessarily good uh, in some practical, utilitarian way, uh, God has put his evaluation, he's given it a five star in yeah. terms of uh, creation. Yeah. But what we do is we pick and choose and go, well, these are the things that I want to be five star. Yeah. And we have a very, very con- truncated view of of creation and say, well, I like dogs, or no, I like cats, or I like horses. I'm going to save all the dolphins. I'm a I, 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 yeah. yeah, I, I yeah. love cetaceans. Panda bears. I, I like I like reptiles. Chocolate. But knocks. the thing is, I can't <laughs> I can't necessarily convince chocolate knocks that uh, I can my my argumentation can be fierce and lucid that snakes are wonderful creatures. Yep. That I can do that. I can do that no, no, until no, I, I tell I can do that until I turn blue in the face, but that's not going to carry a whole lot of weight. That's yeah. right. So I have to go. That's right. I have to go to scripture. Yeah. And I know that Chocolate Knox will will say amen when well. when God says that whatever he has made, it was very good. And so it doesn't have to justify its existence by being practical. <clears throat> I'm gonna challenge but, you on that one. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Um, so uh, that's what I want st- to start with. Is the at, assumption that is the oh, assumption that it's yeah. very good, and, and then right. okay, yeah. from there we need to then look at how we go about all of our activities. I'm not saying you can't do. Uh, you can't develop or you can't uh, be an entrepreneur. But the Christians, and I think as the gospel spreads, one thing Francis Schaeffer says in his, his book is that as we are reconciled to God, yeah, um, all of the other uh, all of the other uh, relationships that we have between God, uh, between man and God, uh, or God and man, and man and man, and man and creation, all of those have been out of joint yeah. to greater or lesser degree. Because of the and fall. And as, also, yeah. yeah, and as we reconcile ourselves to God, those those other relationships will start to mend. Yeah. But it doesn't happen overnight. It's generational, and we need to um, just start with that starting assumption that it is good, things are... Uh, we do have to take dominion, and dominion does not mean ex- exploitive. Right. Uh, I don't so know killing snakes is bad. Well, no, it, it depends. <laughs> Spiders. It, it depends. <laughs> I just know it, the it, it depends on the situation. Like I'm not. It's not a sentimental thing where uh, I don't say we shouldn't hunt. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Right. Uh, we. It's lawful to kill for for meat, but we need to think in terms of. What the what does the Bible say? Does can we just shove elbow things out of existence and go? Well, I didn't mean it uh, maliciously. Um, it was right. just kind of mis- we think it's all fine if it's just mismanagement, yeah. rather than maliciousness. One of the things that I really, if I have time to yes, you say, do say, yeah. is that 
I want to look at Dominion gets a bad uh, kind of a bad reputation, yeah, because yeah. we we think in a sort of a um, in a sort of Islamic way that it's this oppressive, exploitive. Uh, is that a word? Yeah, Explo- is it um, exploitive. Exploitive. Yeah. Yeah. It, it uh, is for Gabe, so it must just, be. Yeah, I'm from and Texas. so we, but we need to look at it the, the way the Bible looks at dominion and. Christ has dominion over the right. church. In yeah. Ephesians 5, you were this reading is like, yeah, this. like headship. A headship. And it says that Christ is head of the church. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And I want to use that as a sort of uh, mm. metaphor that says, if we are exercising dominion over creation in the same way that Christ exercises his dominion over the church and a husband is supposed to exercise over his wife, that is means that the wife, uh, if he's doing his job right, the wife will become more uh, lovely and mm-hmm. will flourish and will thrive and will become more yeah. fruitful. Yeah. And we we think that dominion is all about uh, having things uh, be used up. Right. And that's just so not biblical. And so uh, that's what I, I really want to drive home is that as we exercise dominion, it should be, it should get better, it should flourish. Right. And um, the other thing is parable of the talents. Um, who got chewed out in the parable of the talents? The one who hit it, right? What did he do? He hit his talent. He didn't, yeah. He did, didn't, did, he didn't did he diminish turn, it? He did didn't he turn d- profit d- on did, it. did he diminish it? No. Okay. No. He gets chewed out for sustainability. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh man! Oh, he man. gets chewed out for just make that a T-shirt. Putting it down and having I, Lord, I didn't, I didn't, just I didn't, didn't squander do anything. It. I didn't waste it. He preserved I didn't, it. I didn't. He preserved he it. He just preserved it. And he, so I think as Christians in the environment, we need to think not just sustainability. I mean, yeah, as yeah. far as diminishment, uh, sustainability is a step in the right direction. Right. But we need to go farther. Be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. And it doesn't mean we get to uh, tick off our very favorite creatures and say, okay, be fruitful and multiply all of the things that we love. Chicken. Uh, yeah, chickens and pigs and, uh, and sheep and goats. And there's certain Gabe. there's certain animals, you guys, uh, in all yeah. seriousness, there's certain animals that uh, have a lot of utilitarian value uh, as food, yeah. uh, yep. uh, if feathers even uh, for down. I mean, the feather industry is huge. Yeah. Uh, uh, meats, leather, all sorts of things. But there's just so many, uh, so many animals that don't have any of that value and they don't really uh lend themselves to this popularity contest yeah. so we need to just go hey let's be uh those guys let, too let's let's uh have exercise dominion so that all of god's yeah. rich diversity will be uh will thrive will flourish yeah. under our so, godly yeah. headship so uh wow. that's Really good stuff. I know one of the practical ways in which we're we're up against it, it's getting pushed on us a lot, is the whole climate change thing. Yes. Uh, g- give us you know a minute on well, how should Christians golly. think about this? And, I'm no expert on this, but one thing that we need to realize is that, yes, climate is always changing. Um, we have to ask ourselves uh, a couple questions. One is, uh, first, is it happening? And even if we grant ourselves that it's 
uh, grant that it is happening, we have to say, is it necessarily bad? Mm. Right. And is it necessarily, if it is bad, is it, are we doing it? Right. And I think that those, uh, the, the, the assumption that it's bad and that we are causing it is just, those are two very, very tenuous assumptions. And I, I think we should be yeah. very yeah. careful so about we don't, that. We don't have to go out and buy a Prius. No, I, I, <laughs> I just think global warming, uh, more on this later, but yeah. uh, we, God does judge nations environmentally. If yeah. you read in Hosea and, and Amos and yeah. uh, Jeremiah, but it's because of our sin, right. not mm-hmm. because of our carbon footprint. Oh, man. Amen. Oh, you better preach. That, that, that needs to go on a t shirt, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. Oh, and read. Uh, can I just. Yeah, I go ahead. Have preach, no, preacher. No time. No, preach, but, preacher. But, you got uh, time. Woo. Hosea, Preachers. I always keep preaching, real, don't they? I love this passage in Hosea, if I can find it. Talk, talking oh, to the mic. Yeah. Oh, Hosea. Here we go. Wow. Gosh, it's dark in the room. I can't even. We keep find it moody. It. It Gabe says, starts off moody. Uh, Hosea 4. Uh, Hear the word of the Lord, O children of Israel, for the Lord has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. There is no faithfulness or steadfast love and no knowledge of God in the land. There is swearing, lying, murder, stealing, and committing adultery. They break all bounds, and bloodshed follows bloodshed. And this this is really powerful. Therefore, the land mourns. And all who dwell in it languish, and also the beasts of the field, and the birds of the heavens, mm. and even the fish of the sea are taken away. And so Therefore, there is a, huh. a, a an environmental judgment because of sin, wow. not because we're yeah. blowing uh, wow. uh, extra CO2. There's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. see, I, I'm, I'm not against CO2 at all, but I, God, God can restore the environment— and he pulls the he pulls out the carpet from under the the carpet mm. that's holding us up yeah. is his creation, yeah. Mm. And we need to repent, both indiv- uh, at at the individual level, yeah. and at the at the societal level, at the national level. If we want if we want to save creation, we need to repent of our yeah, sins. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's really good stuff. Thanks for being on the show today, Doctor Wilson. This has been fantastic. Thanks for having me. Enjoy when, your salamander. Oh, I will. Yes. When's your book coming and, out? Uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll be see. praying for that. I want, <laughs> thank you. We will pray for the good right. doctor. I have a salamander on my uh, ball cap, and I like it because that is a creature that has apparently no utility. I mean, no uh, obvious utilitarian. It value. doesn't taste like chicken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a salamander, and I, I like wearing it because it's simply. Because God made it. Amen. That's good stuff. Ooh, thank you, good doctor, for coming on Cross Politics, man. Appreciate having you you on. Yep. We'll see you. Canon Press is a publishing house located in Moscow, Idaho. At Canon Press, we create and provide products that sketch a vision of the whole life, a whole culture, a life full of beauty, tradition, education, community, laughter, and celebration, unashamed of Christ, and sharply at odds with the values of modernity, a mature culture with the church at the center, living out the good life, one family at a time. We believe our book, audio, and visual selections reflect this exciting life that God has given us under the sun. 
As the wisest man said, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. Canonpress.com. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house. Not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world. Not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu forward slash explore who are you oh man really who are you look at the oceans look at the trees do you see chaos madness do you see meaninglessness yes then how about you look again and this time Try opening your eyes. There is nothing accidental here. There is poetry and song. There is celebration. There is wildness and strength and beauty in this breathing art that surrounds us. There is riot. And everywhere, there is dance. Wow. Welcome back to Cross Politic. If only this was visual. That's beautiful. Guys, you can look this up. It's online. This is uh, The Riot and the Dance by Dr. Gordon Wilson. Yeah. He yeah. has a textbook out. It's a biology textbook, Riot and the Dance. Check it out. And a documentary coming out sort of in the vein of a planet Earth type deal, yeah. but from a full orbed Lordship of Jesus Christ worldview. That's going to be amazing. That's, yeah. that's the first 60 seconds of the trailer that you can watch now. Where, they, where can they find it, Chuck? Uh, rightinthedance.com. Okay, rightinthedance.com. You can watch the trailer. And we were just talking to uh, Gordon before he hit the road to go find his salamanders. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, They're hoping that the whole the full-length uh, feature uh, movie will be out maybe Fall-ish. maybe late summer, early yeah. fall. They're going to do two I, of those, I got right? a funny salamander so. story real quick. My, so we live, Is it in Texas? It's No, it's okay. here in Oof. Idaho. Why do we not have salamanders in Texas? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, somehow you would have made it uh, right? fit in Texas. So, so we live on on ten acres, and my, my we got a little forest behind our house. And my daughters, when my daughter was like like two years old, I was um uh, she we were trying to figure out, you know, how can we play with her? How can we kind of get her outside of her toys and stuff like that? And so <laughs> I I said, hey, let's go outside and explore. And this is when she's like two, two and a half. And and she's like, "What's that?" And so I was like, <laughs> "We went outside and just like picked up rocks and found bugs and stuff and and everything." And and so p- this has become a thing for her now. And so like we go out and explore now. And for the first when when she first started learning how to explore or whatever we were trying to do, just she'd go over to people's houses and flip up their potted plants in her backyard. <laughs> <laughs> What's she, in here? She, she, exploring. That, she's exploring. That'd yeah. be like the first thing she'd do when she'd go over to someone's house, like flip over their potted plants in the backyard. I'm like, no, no, that's not exploring. <laughs> um, but, Daddy, but, I'm so confused right now. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. So so at our house, you know, she loves going up in the woods and looking all around and everything. And, and uh, one time my kids caught a bunch of salamanders, like like several, like three, four, five salamanders. Yeah. And they had them all in their hands and everything. And then... They come inside and and we eat dinner and everything and and their eyes start getting red, in their face and we're like, hey, why are what's going on, girls? And and they're like, we don't know. <laughs> and they're itchy and everything. Well, apparently, like the 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 slime on the salamander 
is kind of acidic. Huh. And it, it, and it, and it, so if you gets on your skin or in your eyes, it's kind of their protection, huh. right? From, from, you know, people preying on them. And uh, anyway, so they had touched the salamanders and then touched their eyes and they got all red and everything. So that's my, my funny story. So let that be a lesson to you children. Yes. When don't out, explore. When, when you're exploring, <laughs> don't wipe your eyes. Yes, don't, don't wipe your eyes. Yeah. Wear gloves. So there you go. So we should have told Gordon that before he left. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He would have been able to explain to us exactly what was going on. I know. We still got to talk about snakes. I don't I do not do snakes. No. Uh, some spiders. Well, you know. I'll burn my whole house it's down. Like, it's like Temple of Doom spider. crazy for me, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, look I'm going to tell you something. Every time I see in the Bible, well, most times I see in the Bible, any time that a snake and a human are having interaction, it usually ain't good. <laughs> yeah. So we, there's been a problem with us ever since the creation. Like, that's but, the only animal. But like, like Gordon said right before he left, he didn't say this online, I don't think, or on, nope. on air. No, but, he didn't. No. He said, Jesus himself said, just as Moses lifted, lifted up, up a serpent in the wilderness, and and uh, so too the Son of Man will be lifted up and draw all men to himself. That's post-mill, Bo. He's, not here, that he's is. not here to defend himself, and I agree, but don't forget what was biting their behinds well, before he was lifted up. <laughs> okay? So, so why I get it. Jesus redeems all things. Don't get me. I, I'm with you. But. So I want to talk about this. The, I'm, I'm not sure that all snakes have Jesus in them. Uh, I'm just saying. So until a rattlesnake can come up to me and say, hey, what's up, Knox? And not get bit because we talking and chilling. I, you know. Yeah. I'm saying it's going that way, but it's not there yet. Okay. Uh, the lion <laughs> the lion will lie down with the lamb. Right. And a little the child snake, is going to play. The snake will hang out with chalk. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that day. Now, now, so I want to get back to what, what Dr. Wilson was saying. Which uh, part? Wow, he was killing. He was killing it. Um, but particularly just this idea of, so not just preservation, not just yes. sustainability, sustainability yep. but that Jesus calls us to dominion, and by dominion he means he means glorification. Make yeah. better. Make it make it yeah. multiply. That was convicting. Right. Make it better, yeah. right? That was make it yeah. fruitful. And um and so this has to do though with going back to his first principle is is seeing all of creation as very good. So you have to receive it first as very good. And then it's it's so you're not just you don't just have your pet favorite animals or your pet favorite parts of creation, but you see it all as good. And then in valuing it, you you learn to glorify it that's right right so husbands need to dwell with their wives in an understanding way yeah yeah so that they can honor them as weaker vessels so that they can so that they can um make them fruitful that's yeah, yeah i right? love what he was yeah. saying about that right? he's like yeah a good husband is, is beautifying right. his wife his, glorifying, his, right? his lordship over his wife makes her more lovely now, that's right now i got a question here what is, uh, so but so god made the world good and then it fell so it's not good anymore right and and then on, Jesus died, on, rose from the dead. It's good again. Go there. Well, Come on. It's, it's getting well. It's, it's good. getting better, well, right? But still, the lion's not lying down with the lamb. Oh, there's still there's still carnage. Chuck ain't the, cuddling with cobras. Ain't, <laughs> me and cobras don't get together. But I'm not saying that it can't happen. <laughs> Somebody's cuddling with a cobra. Well, it's just ain't me. Part of, and part of this is where things are complicated. You know, like the environment is a complicated right. issue. So there's so there's fallenness in creation that's not good. And and we have to sort through. We yeah, have to right. kill. We kill for meat because of the fall, right? Our food, we kill. You start uh, taking away my beef, deer. Bro, we're gonna have a problem. Uh, cows, uh, we don't get. We get our flay because of the fall. Um, so, I, I guess. I guess my question is kind of more like, um, I agree. The big picture, yeah. yeah the but, world is created good, but then there's there's uh, right. But, but this is the difference between. Um, so, you study you study creation. 
you yeah. study it and sure. you, and you learn it and you realize okay this is this is what god made and and then you begin to recognize defects you begin to recognize things that are effects of the fall creation right. groans paul says right. in uh, in romans 8 right yeah. Yeah. it's been subject to um futility yes yeah. Yeah. because of the fall uh it groans for what for the redemption of the sons of man yeah. that's right yeah. right that's which right. ties back in with gordon's last point there about you know the yeah. the fall our sin being having environmental consequences mm-hmm. our our redemption also has environmental so so that's helpful so the word of god is like our our measuring rod for right. what how the environment should be functioning right. so so and where it's not functioning like that right. then it's off so it's you know go to so, so human beings a human being that's born blind right right um ta-da uh, the <laughs> a, a human being born blind we're not yeah. saying that blindness is very good right, right. that well, blindness is is part of the effects of the fall right right uh, but we know that by studying creation and by studying the word of God, right. this is part of creation. This is an aberration. That's right. right. This is part no, of the fall. Because right. if, if, if it's not lining up, if, if let's say we throw the word of God out, then that blind person is just a product of the environment. Right. So let's yeah. keep pushing this forward. Yeah. Somebody says, uh, I'm a homosexual. I was born this way. Right. Right. We say no. No. Now. Now, is it possible that yes, they have uh, homosexual temptation, homosexual yeah. lust, and from the beginning, be, because and they've sure. f- always felt that way. Sure, sure. yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. Um, because because sin is in our environment; it is in our bones to a certain extent. But we see that as an aberration, something that Jesus came to save us from. And so right. we don't say that's that's good. That's not good. That's right. But Jesus is good, and He saves us from our sins. He saves us for the from right. these defects. Right. Um, you know, and so the same thing is, you know, if God made you a man, that's very good. Right. Right. And so you don't say I'm, I'm a woman trapped inside a man's body. No, you're, you're a man. Right. Uh, God made you a man. He's not lying to you. He's not tricking you. If God made you a woman and he made you a woman and you're to glory in being a woman. Right. If, if God made your skin light, that's good. That's right. If God made your skin dark, that's good. Lovely. Right. Right. Chocolate. Huh? Chocolate. Oh, 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 oh. I mean, I was just saying. Can I get an amen? I was just saying. Calm down over there. I mean, I don't get burned by the sun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm so jealous. Uh, yeah. It's a part of the fall, bro. You'll be okay. I, I just tell. I just tell my wife I turn chocolate cinnamon tan. You know, that's all. I don't know. That's it. I don't, I don't burn. <laughs> I just turn cinnamon tan. A little milk chocolate in there. Mm, yes. No, bro. No. All our listeners. I, are, I love it when yeah. when Gabe talks says that kind of thing and that is like watching chalk <laughs> it's like watching chalk when he's saying that and you're like, you're like uh, no no, yeah. no i got us off on the environment discussion but one of the things i was thinking about in all this was gordon mentioned francis schaefer in the 70s yeah and and that was right when global cooling and all the scientific brouhaha about global cooling was going on do you guys remember that no i, I wasn't, wasn't born I wasn't in alive yet well you, neither i was born in 79 but i remember like um you, you remember when they changed the um, standards for our cooling in our air, in our car units. You guys don't remember that? No. no. So the old um, uh, CO2, what was the old cooling? Oh, yeah, I do remember. Like yeah, yeah, Freon yeah. or something yeah, like that? Yeah, Freon. So Freon, Freon used to be the coolant that you'd put in your car yeah, for your air conditioning unit. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but because of, they said that that Freon was creating a, a hole in the ozone. ozone. You remember, I remember this? that? Yeah, it was in high yeah. school. That was in junior yeah. uh, elementary school. This is school. all response to global cooling. Yeah. And that was creating cooling? Um, I can't remember. I think it was connected to the global cooling. At least it was connected to some of the like, fallout. Like, from y'all, the y'all got to close your refrigerators. Yeah. 
So, so they <laughs> think it's, it's having a bad effect. <laughs> so we no longer have Freon in our AC units because the government regulated because they said that that was that. killing our ozone layer. I was very but young. The ozone layer, if you remember, the ozone layer was over, I believe, Antarctica, which is the least sunned continent in the in the in the in the U.S. I was going to say the U.S. <laughs> the world, <laughs> the world, the Earth, um, which is why there's a hole in the ozone because the sun just doesn't shine as as much there. Oh, and and never, so, anyways, but the global cooling phenomenon was just a crack science all over, like what we're experiencing with the global warming crack science now and everything. But that was just 30 years ago. You know how, how what kind of short term memories we have in all this going from global cooling scientifically being backed up and being pushed upon us. And now global warming and all this. So, you know, one of the things I forget about um, is when he was talking about, look, the, the problem that we have um, with our ecosystem, with the green issue, whatever it is, it's an, it's an issue of sin. Yeah, that was good. Now, when he said yeah, that, that was, I always, that was like, awesome. you can talk to me about all kinds of things and I will preach to you about, you know, original sin, you know, go take you back to Genesis. Every time I'm witnessing, I'm going back yeah. to Adam and you're found in Adam. Why don't I ever think about the world in the same way? And when it comes to when stuff is happening, the question I always want to ask is, Lord, are we sinning? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right? I right. need to repent. But when it comes to, for whatever reason, Christians have not been thoughtful when it comes to um, uh, the ecosystem. Yeah. Well, you know? and, and we have this, I mean, I, I'm thinking about this. I'm actually, I'm, I'm preaching Luke 13 on Sunday. So I've been, this is on my mind a little bit. All right. Mm. Uh, this, it starts out with the story of, of uh, the, the people ask Jesus about the, the Galileans whose blood was mixed with the sacrifices by Pilate. Yeah. And, and they ask, were they worse sinners? Right, and, and right. Jesus says, "No, they weren't worse sinners, but but unless, unless you all repent, you will we'll perish likewise." And he said, "Likewise, there's this tower in Siloam that fell on eighteen people and right. killed them." And he says, "You know, they weren't worse sinners, but unless you repent, you you likewise will perish." But it's it's raising the whole question about you know the cause of calamities right. and and bad things happening. Hurricane Katrina, right? And, but but I think we have this sort of of course God's um, so Jesus in, in John nine the disciples say who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind. Right. Yeah, I was thinking about but, when you were so, talking earlier. So so we go to that story and of course so we know okay yes there are some people that like really I mean it's it's part of the fall but this particular hardship difficulty hard providence and so on God's got a special purpose for it right for His glory right. Nevertheless, you still look at the broad span of Scripture, and and the and the call is repent of your sins. That's right. Right. Bad things are happening. You should think repent of my sins. Right. Um, the environment is going wacko. Repent of your sins. Is there anything going? I mean, are we <laughs> yeah. killing any babies? <laughs> repent of your sins. Uh, you know, right? Yeah, yeah right. Uh, and yeah. and so, I, but I think we quickly run to exceptions, like John nine, and, yeah. and make the exception the rule. Yeah. When, when instead we ought to be saying, no, no, no. Yeah, of course, you know, God can be, his purposes can be whatever they want to be. He's sovereign. He's good. Right. But nevertheless, all things being, well, God says over and over again, if you follow me, you obey me, I will bless you in the land. Right. I'm going to bless you. Covenant yeah. obedience over time breeds success. Yes. And if you disobey, uh, you're, I, I'm going to, I'm going to curse you. That's right. In fact, in Deuteronomy, he says, I'm going to delight to bring calamities on you. Right. Because you're not obeying my word. Yeah. And then you've got a passage like a Hosea that, that Gordon read just a little while ago. You know, you're, you're killing, you're committing adultery, you're stealing, you're lusting. And for this reason, the fish are going to die. The mm. birds are going to die. Mm. Right? That your ground's going to dry up. 
Yeah. Um, and you're killing babies and you're wondering why no one knows the difference between a man and a woman. Right. And, and, and then, you, and then you're wondering why there's a drought in why, California. Why is there a drought? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, of course I know the drought's over, whatever, but you know, but th- that's, th- this, now it's flooding. Yeah. Now, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not a balance. Now dams are breaking. Now, now it's yeah. like, oh, we got too much water. Well, you know? and Jesus, I mean, there's, uh, what was the, the para, paraplegic, um, that Jesus healed. Right. He says your sins are forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. Was, no was, he does that several times. How, how does he get up and walk? Yeah. His sins are forgiven. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think we need to think Christianly about all of this, which means yes, God is sovereign. And yes, there can be exceptional things that where it's just, you know, completely mysterious, but God is not setting us up to be confused. That's right. Uh, in, in Luke uh, 12, right before this passage, um, Jesus says, you, you guys are, are so thick. You can, you can look at the wet, the sky and you know what the weather's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you don't, and you can't see what's going on. Right. He, like God is not setting us up to fail. Right. He, he, he puts his glory all over creation so that we can study it so that we can see it. And so that we can understand what he's doing. Right. He's not tricking us. Yeah. And, and it's the same thing here when we've got blood all over our hands and we're being disobedient to God, we can't be like, Oh, well, you know, what's going on? What, you know? Uh, we we need to repent of our sins. Unless you repent, you, you know, likewise will perish. perish. Yeah. One of the things um, also he was talking about when it came to dominion, he's like, it's such a nasty word. He is so right about that. You start talking dominion, and all of a sudden you get boxed in with another set of group of people that are from California, Redding, <laughs> Redding California, you know, where it's like, oh, you guys are dominionist. Or it's the other way, where it's abusive dominion, where yeah, it's not. That's, um, that's where I was thinking. Yeah, where yeah. it's not loving, right, yeah. at or the same pa- time. patriarchy. Or patriarchy, well, yeah, right, right. Uh, right. Where, and I think that the way yeah. to solve that, what I had to figure out was stewardship, right? Like, I've had to switch. I don't mind using the word dominion, but sometimes when I want to communicate to somebody without them having to get over that hurdle, right. I say, well, I'm a good steward. Are you a good steward? This is what it means to be a good steward, right. you know. But but a, a lord, so dominion comes from yeah, a, dominus exactly. means lord. So yeah. dominion is just lordship. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Same thing. Right. Yeah. Same word, just Latin, right? Yeah. yeah. Um but a lord who exploits his subjects is quickly a lord of no one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Every, everything <laughs> yeah. dies, right? You 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 exploit if you use it up, everybody flees, everything, you know, wilts, everything's gone. And you're a lord of nobody. Yeah. And nothing. But a faithful Lord is a good steward, right? right? Yeah. A faithful Lord serves what God's given him, blesses it, and causes it to multiply. Mul- turns right. profit turns on. Turns profit yeah. on. That's what we're supposed Amen. to do. And, 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 then, and then the master says, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your master. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Take some dominion. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics.